Welcome to The Hive from Tejitosa Sustainable Travel, a podcast for meaningful travel stories. We invite guests who have traveled abroad for more than just leisure travel, be it internships, volunteering, or study abroad, either as solo travelers or as part of a group. We also talk to local communities who receive and host these travelers and measure their impact. This is a podcast chronicling sustainable travel. My name is Wesley Maraire, Business Development Executive at Territorial Sustainable Travel and your host of The Hive. Today we are visiting South Africa, a country with 10 provinces stretching along the South Atlantic and Indian Oceans. 59 million people live there with 11 official languages. The country is rated sixth out of the 17 world's mega diverse countries. The country has a dark history and continues on the path to healing and reconciliation. From natural landscapes, game reserves, rich cultural heritage, and top class wines. Today, I am joined by Graham Watson of Kusa Destination Marketing Company in South Africa. Graham, thank you very much for taking the time to come and speak to me. I'm very happy you're here. Thank you, Wesley. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. Excellent. So today we're going to chat about sustainable travel and what it means in South Africa. We will discuss the impact of the current pandemic on operators and local communities alike as well as Project Restart and the message that you, Graham, and representing Destination South Africa wants the potential travelers to know. But to kick things off, let's start by the simple but yet very controversial subject of sustainability within travel. Broadly speaking, it means the triple Ps, uh, people, planet, and profit. And this has alignment with the 17 SDGs, while the SDGs themselves have over 200 sub-goals. I can see where it starts off as simple, but it can quickly become complicated because what is sustainable in one aspect may not be sustainable in another context. But I have you today, Graham, representing Destination South Africa, Let me know what responsible travel or responsible tourism means to you and to South Africa. Thank you for the question, Wesley. So sustainable travel, responsible tourism, I think it just all boils down to, you know, the the good old saying of leave leave only your footprints behind. And and that's, that's what we request. You know, everybody's moving towards getting rid of plastic wherever they can go. And I think that people are also realizing the importance of conservation of the wildlife. So that is, that is extremely important as well. And what is a great thing about traveling in South Africa is that a lot of the tourism spend and a lot of the, a lot of the, um, the package pricing that, that we offer would have an inclusions of, of conservation fees for game reserves and, and funds and all those kind of, of lovely things that, that, that help. We also, we also like to sustain cultures in, in many ways. We don't, we, you know, we, we, we'll take people, guests around to, to visit all the, the lovely melting pot of, of cultures around South Africa. So, 
and and keeping those communities alive with um with with being able to see how how they how they live and and how they welcome guests from from all over the world so from you know right from the start so for example kuza africa we have taken a stance to have zero printing you know so it's just a little little things that that we do so we won't um you know where where it's where it can be avoided I, I would say so um you know so we will not uh we don't do printed uh brochures or, or printed uh material in any way you know everything can be pdf'd uh and attached nowadays so that's 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 our preference if a if um, a particular guest wants material then you know obviously we wouldn't say no but it's just our, our preference um we don't you know ev every time we there's there's a mention of you know water bottles we we would advise you know either bring your own and refill it every day at the hotels um uh but you know there's there's just no need to keep buying new plastic water bottles every day um and i think that the 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 retailers are making a, a definite move um towards towards uh brands that that can be easily um bought for all over the country that that are made of of recyclable materials and biodegradable materials so that we not um we there's not millions and millions of plastic water bottles from all the tourists floating around there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of um lodges and and hotels even that are going down the solar route and electric uh game vehicles are becoming more and more popular too so if anybody particularly wants to have a completely uh you know uh, a trip that 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 is greatly reduced in a carbon footprint we can certainly put that together and where they would stay in a, a lodge that has solar power and electric vehicles and they would be taking around you know aluminium water water bottles uh so every step along the way we would make sure that the 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 footprint is um uh, minimized to the extreme so it's very much on the forefront of of everything we do not just my business but but many others and you know i think the world has has reached a turning point now where we know that if we just sit back and do nothing there's going to be a huge problem so and you know there's there's so many things that that individuals can do the tiny little things that even um even if you don't think they make a difference but if if hundreds of thousands of millions of people keep keep doing that one small tiny thing then it does make a big difference you know i i go back again to to just um the water bottles and and no printing you know we don't we don't need to give a huge document pack to guests on arrival um if, you know full of printed uh, material uh, it can it can have been pdf to them before arrival um and that's it's just just little tiny things like that little baby steps as they say but they all add up to to huge impact and you know i think a lot of people just think oh well what difference will it make but but it will make a huge difference if if everybody just just did their bit so yeah um but that's that's it in a nutshell i mean it's very very much focused on on um sustainable uh sustainable travel around and we definitely are moving in that direction because we see the need from international guests to make sure that their trips are definitely have that theme super
And to give context, Graham, let's, for the benefit of those who might not know what a DMC is, and while you give that sort of outline, you can then describe what KUSA does in South Africa. So, <clears throat> excuse me, the a DMC is a destination uh, management company. So we take care of, we, we manage everything on the ground for, for international guests, um, whether they have booked through a tour operator or a travel agent that, that, that we have a partnership with or, or they come direct. Um, that is, that is the, the core nature of our business. We would always advise guests um, if they do contact us direct we would ask we would recommend a partner of ours uh, in their destination because booking booking with a, a local operator has very many benefits as well um, and then if they use us the, the benefit is is accentuated so we we have partners all around the world and uh, business you know tour operators travel agents and we make sure that the guests are met on arrival, and you know, the, you know, right from right from the airport uh, meeting you as you as you get you know through customs and all that, and then through the transfers to the day tours to the accommodation bookings, everything that you would get from your tour operator or travel agent, we have we have used our expertise to seek out and used our relationships with with our partners accommodations here to to make sure that the rates are excellent that we pass on and it's very much a hand holding experience all the way through the guests would would have emergency numbers there's there's emergency you know 24/7 uh, insurance that that we've got crisis a call uh, that kind of thing um, so it's it's very much the 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 peace of mind that a guest would need to know as well as the tour operator or travel agent that works with us um, and we uh, you know i've been in the tourism industry in south africa for many years i also sit currently on the board of satsa which is the southern african tourism services association and so we we definitely have our finger on the pulse of of everything that's happening in the tourism industry and we just want to make sure that for such a high spend that guests really do get a fantastic experience from from arrival to departure um, and we deal with the whole subcontinent so southern africa too your your lovely zimbabwe we we can do as well and then also the seychelles and mauritius the islands too as well as uganda rwanda ethiopia um, kenya tanzania as well so we definitely provide all those services and the the core aim is to just make sure that um, you know, we uh, we create fantastic lifelong memories. That's 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 what I love doing, is making sure that you know when when these if children come out, you know, when they're 95 years old, they're still going to remember their trip to Africa. So that's that's at the heart of everything we do. Super, that's 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 good to hear, and good to hear that you've got a wide footprint across the African continent as well, uh, which is which is quite lovely, and. You know, through the partners you you work with, uh, I was on the South African tourism uh, Wikipedia page, and a major component is eco ecotourism, and you touched you touched on it when you were speaking about sustainability within travel in South Africa, uh, ensuring that 
the only thing that they leave behind is just their footprint. Are there examples that come to mind of echo trips within South Africa? I know you're from KwaZulu-Natal province and connecting with local cultures, uh, the Zulu um, is, is, is a big part of uh, having come to Zululand as, as some people put it. But are there others around South Africa or even around uh, your own home province that you would like to highlight as part of these echo trips? Yeah, there's the, I mean, there, there are so, so um, many that I would fear that if I started to list them, I, I would, I would leave some out, but you know, we, the, 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 the beauty of, of the, of the Kalahari deserts and, and, and the Bushmen that, that still live there very much, very much in the same way as they have been living for hundreds of years. Um, you know, there's, there's, um, yeah, the, the Eastern Cape has, has many, um, you, you, you know, there's, you can interact with, with, with Griqua chiefs, um, uh, you know, we can even take you up into Lesotho, which is um, which is a great uh, African kingdom. There's also Swaziland, where we where we can do multi-day uh, multi-day trips around. Uh, so there's there's a lot of cultural tourism um, that definitely has the the um, that that kind of uh, environmentally friendly uh, aspect to it too. And there, you know. There's not there's eleven official languages in, in, in South Africa alone, um, and as I said, we we have a, a melting pot of of cultures, and it really is um, it really is there, there really is a lot to do from from history. Uh, you know, there's there's just there's a lot of uh, museums and 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 centres that that focus on on certain aspects, and then there, there's a lot of um, a lot of trips that we do that that definitely focus on that environmentally friendly aspect too. We've got cruises around the World Heritage Site of St Lucia, and which is just up the road from Durban. Shishlui National Park is the oldest game reserve in Africa, and that is also just up the road from from Durban. There, you know, South Africa itself is um, is. Uh, yeah, there's just a lot, a lot to do in terms of of culture and and environmentally friendly um, trips. You know, even when it comes to sea life, we 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 do um, trips out onto the ocean where you can, uh, you know, safely and and friendly, environmentally friendly, uh, you know, in, interact with with the like marine life. We we also um, in terms of of um, animal interaction it's it's very much frowned upon and we we've steer we're steering away from that completely when it comes to um anything that's anything that in interacting with an animal that's not in its wild environment certainly we wouldn't interact with animals or wildlife when they are in their wild environment anyway but you know um yeah when, when it comes to the rehabilitation centers of of some of the wildlife there in the past you know there was a touching allowed and photographs and all that kind of stuff and and it, it's been agreed that it was exploiting the the animals and even though the the rehabilitation centers need the 
the money to to help rehabilitating these animals because some of them just really can't be rewilded because they would they would really struggle back in the wild and they just need to kind of live out their their, their days within this the, the center yeah we as a country and and our tourism ministry have have said that it's uh, very much it's it's not going to be allowed animal interaction so it's a very forward thinking country in terms of of moving with the times and what people are looking for to do and not to do in particular because um you know there's uh, certainly canned hunting is is illegal now it should have been many years ago but it's finally finally been outlawed which is which is uh, phenomenal it's such a barbaric practice. I can't believe people even think about doing that, but because uh, I don't know what kind of joy they get out of it. But there, there are a lot of um, there's a lot of progress being made in, in all aspects of 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 wildlife interaction and uh, yeah, just just generally every everything that that is being done is thought of in terms of sustainability and how we can keep. Um, how we can keep this going for hundreds and even thousands of years to come and not not have uh, not have the, the environment and the wildlife destroyed along the way we've got a very strong anti-poaching units that 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 work in the game reserves unfortunately um it's still carrying on quite a lot and again i think it's just all about education as well if people just realize that that the poaching you know these these uh, rhino horns and stuff they literally are just made of what our fingernails are made of and that they have no medicinal value whatsoever um and there's lovely sayings you know the only person that needs a rhino horn is a rhino and um which is very true so uh, yes i mean there's there's a lot happening in terms of of keeping keeping wildlife and the environment um sustained because we realize that that there is just no other option really exactly i couldn't agree with you i couldn't agree with you more um they they do talk about how we ought to make decisions um with seven generations in mind and so and and that is essentially if you can't sustain it for seven generations we ought to rethink it and i'm glad that you know governments at at policy level are also coming to the party in terms of enacting legislation outlaw uh making sure that they outlaw certain practices that um have become normal and so we are moving in in the right direction in that regard but i also know that in south africa trains are a massive thing um in when it comes to both domestic and international tourists talk to me a little bit about trains um well the only the the tourist trains that um that are used are the robust rail and and blue train those are the main luxury ones in terms of um local travel yes i mean people use trains but they're all um electric the only the only the only um steam trains are are for show really and and they they there's you know they've long since been um you know there's long since been upgraded the you know when it comes to what the environmental impact of trains are it's you know you'd have to i'd have to get expert advice on that but when it's you know the the trains are it's like high value low low impact is what what i would say because 
they've they're very um they're very they've got a high ticket price and you know it's it's very much um i would say very much with with a focus of 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 the least environmental impact possible you know the 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 steam train part only comes in going sort of in and out of the train station and that's more just for a, a novelty kind of thing from from to give you that old school um steam train feeling but it's certainly not um you know you don't get steam trains chugging <laughs> chugging down along through through the countryside and you know the 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 more you know and and the excursions that that happen on the train journeys particularly from the tourist train journeys are also have have um sustainable uh, and environmentally friendly aspects in mind they take you to game reserves and um along the way and you know and you visit local ceramic makers local artisans uh, factories that are uh, you know there's one here in, in KwaZulu Natal that that gets visited on the Rovos journey Ardmore ceramics and they that's fantastic because it's beautiful ceramics is, and you know and and they, there's a large focus on helping uh the the community who's been struck by you know affected by hiv um and and yeah they do a lot of work a lot of work with that so when these train journeys are happening um for tourists uh, there there is a lot of how can the tourist also give back and that's that's also put uh, put in mind as well um so i hope that answered your question definitely Definitely. And it speaks again to the kind of itineraries that you are, are coming up with and the, and the packages that you come up with um, at KUSA for, for the traveler and the interaction with the local community. And you were just talking about buying ceramics and sustainable souvenirs that they can, they can take back. They are buying from the local uh, community and contributing directly to the to the local uh, community. A big part of sustainability within travel is the company being locally owned by uh, South Africans. So the money stays inside the destination. And I think that's one part that is often neglected uh, when we talk about sustainability within, within travel. Um, that you know, if a company is locally owned, they will take you to places where perhaps only the locals know of and will take you to the ceramics where the project is very close to people who live in KZN's um, hearts because you know what the cause is about. HIV is the central cause and the this is daily life. And you can also then shed light on how people live on a day-to-day, -day, which again, where, as you mentioned before, when somebody is a grandmother, they'll remember that they've been to to KwaZulu Natal and Kusa showed them showed them around. However, we've been struck by the COVID pandemic, and businesses have struggled, particularly in the tourism industry, but in other industries as well. How have you seen these local communities and? other local businesses react to, or have they been impacted by, by, by COVID um, from what you have experienced yourself? 
Thank you. Uh, yeah, so I was very comforted to hear a tourist from Scotland who who just visited South Africa and who was so complimentary of the the measures the measures that she saw in place to combat and contain the spread of of the virus. She highlighted that everywhere she went, the, her temperature was taken. You've got to sort of write your your name and number if you go to a restaurant. There's hand sanitizers everywhere. Similar uh, similar for hotels. So and and activities too. So um, yeah, there's just lots lots of hand sanitizers everywhere, and uh, you know track and tracing um, ability. We, we have an, an app in South Africa, a Bluetooth-based app, which, which will let you know if someone that you've been in touch with um, has, has reported that they've been COVID positive. Mandatory mask wearing in South Africa, it's against the law not to wear a mask. Um, so, yes, yeah, so that's, that's um, those are the measures that are in place. And the businesses themselves know that they have to comply. The, the restaurants, all that kind of stuff. We we have a curfew that starts at 11 p.m., which means that most restaurants have to have to shut by kind of nine nine p.m. in order for their staff to be able to get home before the curfew. So a lot of measures like that in place. Like I say, most um, or all staff should be wearing masks uh, everywhere that you get served or anyone that's interacting with you and. And we, we're very blessed in South Africa with a lot of outdoor space. So, you know, in, in the in the lodges and the safari lodges, the, you know, there's there's ample opportunity for for social distancing. Um, you can even get private uh, a, a private safari vehicle if if you want it at an extra cost, but it's not really exorbitantly more to get your own private vehicle. And certainly. Certainly, uh, if you've got a, a, a family group, it, it makes a lot of sense to to just get that private vehicle. And um, yeah, a lot of focus is on is on the social uh, distancing as well. Um, you know, even our casinos, there are marshals walking around in some of the casinos, kind of like a with a with a um, a sign that that kind of tells you if you're standing too close to someone, and they hold up the sign, and then you know that you've got to like back away. Um, screens everywhere, so you, you'll get the the hotels uh, having screens at reception. A lot of people are investing in contactless technology now, so your room key, you don't necessarily have to have to be handed it over by by someone. You can use an app on your phone. Um, so we're definitely moving in, into that uh, contactless um, entry. You know, when you arrive in the hotel, you have the least you, a very limited interaction with with anybody. So and while that's sad from from a human point of view, I just think we we have to we have to put those measures in place certainly for the next you know foreseeable future, and um, you know it just allows people to arrive and go straight to their room and you know touch the the key with with their phone and, and get into their room. Um, so yeah, there, there's there's lots of lots of uh, things in place, and you know considering we've got a very very low vaccination number of the actual South African population. Um, our cases are rising, but we did expect that because of 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 winter coming up. But considering we've only vaccinated, I don't even think two percent of the population, um, that the fact that our numbers are relatively low compared to other countries that have that have vaccinated a, a lot more, um, 
I think goes to show that the measures that that everybody has put in place are working, and the fact that tourists are complimenting us about those measures means that they never felt uh, that they were, you know, um, being put out in any way. Uh, but so they could they could continue their journey and enjoy it, and also feel safe because they saw that there were so many measures that are being put in place to to keep them safe. Right, and that's always good to hear when uh, when you get complimented by by travelers on, especially in a time like the one that we are we are currently in, and it's um, it's good that you know it, my next question was going to be what changes have you been noticing during the last fifteen months, but I think we've covered that already, and so I want to perhaps put you on the spot and say if you try and program your mind of all the packages you've created before in your travel career in South Africa. I'm going to mention an age group and you can mention something that that particular age group that uh, is coming to South Africa can do. Are you ready? I'm ready, let's do it. 15 to 24. Oh, 15 to 24. All right, so there is the highest bungee jump in the world. Um, there are lots of hikes, lots of walks, lots of lots of great nightlife, you know, when, when we can get back um, to that. Um, I would say a lot of a lot of the, the age group that you're mentioning, if they're traveling with, with parents, which I presume a lot of them would be, there's a very affordable because a lot of the hotels like for under 18s that, that that's still considered children and they would be staying free um yeah i mean i would i would just say getting experiencing other cultures um there's just a lot lot of activity and then uh, there's um in durban where i'm from a lot of beach activity a lot of lot of um they can do surfing lessons uh, yeah a lot of a lot of that as well and like i say nightlife and then um you know drinking cocktails on a beach in cape town or durban his historical in, in joburg game viewing um malaria free destination so if people are worried about having been vaccinated and then having to take malaria pills there are many many malaria free destinations so i could go on but hopefully i've covered a lot of it <laughs> Yeah, I'll give you another 50 to 70. Oh, 50 to 70. Well, again, let we, we can talk about the the many historical um, places that that can be that can be viewed. We have lovely um, full day tours and very very comfortable uh, coaches or, or you know private private smaller vehicles with with guides. Um, the ability to have yeah luxury accommodations in in on, on safari very much a as i say i mentioned earlier socially distanced um that's probably probably about it for 50 to 75 um awesome. yeah I, I would just say that a lot of opportunity for you know, if, 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 if physical ability is a problem for, for the older part of that, then 
a lot of slow travel opportunities. You know, we mentioned earlier the trains, the luxury trains that can take you everywhere. And I think, yeah, there's just a lot of um, a lot of opportunity to to not have to be too physically active if it becomes an issue. Um, but also, if if you want to be, there's 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 many opportunities too. We've got hot air ballooning as well um, over the Kruger area, which is amazing. So I think the the age group there's a lot of bucket list things for for that age group mm-hmm. who maybe not have haven't been able to get around to it yet uh, because life has just been so so um, you know fast paced and now they've got the time to kind of tick uh, the bucket list off and a lot of bucket lists opportunities in South Africa for sure. Absolutely, and if the reports that we're getting uh, from WTO and um, other sort of research organizations are to be believed, there is pent up demand. And so hopefully once the world opens, you'll be able to welcome people uh, to South Africa. However, I would not be uh, doing justice to uh, an episode on South Africa if we don't discuss uh, issues around safety whether it's perceived or it's real, and what our travelers ought to be looking, looking for or need to know as we start the reopening process. Uh, yeah, so I mean, uh, we, we've covered uh, COVID safety, but if you're talking about personal safety, the majority of, of, of the stories, I think, that, that get circulated around the world are very much uh, residential-based. Unfortunately, um, you know, South Africa does have a high rate of, of home burglaries and that, and that kind of thing. So, um, but when it comes to, to tourism, it's very much, uh, yeah, I mean, even the... The FCO websites and the and the and the websites from from other countries will will tell you that the majority of of when it comes to personal safety issues uh, they they happen in areas that that not are not frequented by by tourists. There's very much um, yeah. I mean, I think definitely if you if you get taken around day by day with with a qualified guide and you don't end up in very bad areas, then just like in any other country. Um, you know, you just must just avoid what's what are considered bad areas. And if you if you've booked a trip with a with a with a company, that's you 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 more than likely won't won't do that. But even for for self drives, you know, it's just a matter of you know being aware of your surroundings, drive along the routes that have been mapped out for you. And as I say, just like in any other country, make sure you don't end up in in um, in an area that that you may not feel comfortable in and i think um and i think that's 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 fine you know it's very much a a sad situation that around the world um you know there there could be issues when it comes to guests visiting your country and you know south africa has had its fair share but again so many other countries too and i think it mm-hmm. would be unfair to focus on south africa as being any more of an issue to visit than any other country because I think the, the figures will show that that's that's not perhaps the the case um, so as you say it is it's, some of it's perceived but but again it's it's not a place to let your guard down you, you are going to have to yeah just just be aware of surroundings and just be as vigilant as you would be in your own hometown I would I would say yeah 
Yeah, I mean, that's exactly uh, the sentiment I share, uh, even with people who come out to, to Zimbabwe. I tell them, you know, Harare or Victoria Falls, whichever city you're in, is just like any other city in your own country. If you you can get pickpocketed in, in New York City, you can get pickpocketed in Barcelona. Uh, and it is the same thing in uh, Johannesburg or in Durban. So you have to be vigilant and take care of your of items around you. And it is a pity that the stories uh, tend to make a lot more noise than, than is warranted. Uh, and hence, questions of safety come up, but really, uh, it is it is a safe destination, and I, I I can vouch for that myself as well, having lived and worked in in South Africa um, for 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 a bunch of years, and I know South Africa is as diverse as the languages and the provinces. However, gun to your head, what type of traveler best suits? South Africa as a destination? Well, any, any traveler that likes the outdoors, that likes nature, that likes seeing wildlife in its natural environment, um, people who like super uber luxury, um, people who like to be pampered, people who like spa treatments, people, people who you like to get back to basics as well. I mean, it, it, there really is such a diverse level of, of experience that, that can be, that can be accomplished while visiting South Africa. You can, you can have the, the backpacker on a $10 a day budget that I once was <laughs> or, um, or a, a luxury traveler paying thousands of, of dollars a night to, to, um, to experience it like that and you know private plunge pools in in uh, in your lodge or you know be beautiful suites overlooking table mountain um there there is such a range and there, there will be nobody that that'll ever well i couldn't wouldn't imagine there'll be anybody that ever says that they, they couldn't find what they wanted to do at the level that they wanted to do it in south africa but it's definitely more for the the adventurous. Whether you're looking at luxury or, or backpacking, it's it's definitely a, a wanderluster, a an adventurer, a person who who wants to do the city sightseeing, but also wants to wants to have that that interaction with 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 nature. And and once you once you see animals in their natural habitat, going about their daily lives, it's it does. It does really put a lot of things into perspective. Um, definitely, spiritual people would would love would love it, but I think that's the African continent in general. Like I say, it's 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 when when you when you love a place to be asked the question of who it would suit. It suits it, it suits everybody. It's just how how you listen to the needs of that particular guest and make sure that the trip gets tailor made to allow them to experience everything they want to do and and give them that, those extra experiences that they, they never expected. Absolutely. So Ignite the Adventurer in You is the message here. Graham, thank you once again for coming on. It has been a pleasure. Oh, Wesley, it's been my absolute pleasure and, and I'm happy to to talk again in the future when 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 we are when there are coach loads of, of tourists uh, traveling around our country again. And uh, hopefully we can get some of the people listening out here and 
to your beautiful Zimbabwe and to South Africa and really um, really put all this mess uh, behind us and, and, and experience this beautiful planet as it's meant to be once again. So thanks, Wesley, for having me. Fabulous. Until next time. You've been listening to The Hive from Teachers of Sustainable Travel. I hope this episode has inspired you to seek or to continue to explore travel with purpose. Join our community on social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest. And please do subscribe so that you can receive notifications each time we have a new episode. Tatenda, thank you.